0: what's up podcast peeps get ready to dive into the witty world of pretty sure never clueless with your hosts ali and jordan tune in for laughs stories and our unique take on the world from the sun-soaked streets of madrid to london's rainy days we're here to prove that life's more fun when you're pretty sure but never entirely clueless hey girl hey what is good (laughs) everything
1: (laughs) is everything good yes how are you how has your week been very
0: okay i'm just gonna get into it i went into this week feeling like i wanted to chill take it easy curl up and watch a movie cuddle not make any plans with friends and then i just did not do that like as per usual I wanted to watch that new Adam Sandler movie that came out. Oh, it's so cute. The Bat one. I've seen it. It's good. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to see that this week. I didn't see it. And I think what threw off my plan is that it still ended up being 80 degrees outside. I thought it was going to cool down and I was going to have the cozy vibes. But no, Madrid was still hot. So. You were ready
1: for fall vibes and it was summer vibes
0: still. I was. It's fine. But so that I didn't end up doing any of the things that I wanted to. On Friday, um, I had a games night with my friend. That's fine. And it was so funny. We got to talking. Do you remember the? Maybe you still use it. Do you remember the app slash website Goodreads?
1: Yeah, it's on like Kindle, right? Yeah. Did you use it? Yeah, I've used Goodreads. But like, I don't know. I don't
0: know if it's anything like special. What, it, what does it do? Yeah, it's an app where you you rate books and, like, it's a conversation. Oh. You review books and everyone... It's, like, a social media, but for book readers. Oh, okay, and so no. I remember downloading that, like, back in 2000... Whenever it came out, 2012 or 2015 or whatever year that came out. Yeah. And I think after that year, after it first came out, I just stopped using it. It was never, like, super user-friendly, but I still have friends who still use it. So we were talking about that on Friday, and they were all like, oh, yeah, we should follow each other. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about this app. And... I went on, I logged on because I was like, oh, I want to get into reading because I was planning on, I'm still planning on my fall vibes. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I want to get back into it. I download the app. So embarrassing. All the book reviews that I had on my old account. It's just, it was hilarious. It was me uploading like everything that I had read in high school. I think I was just trying to make it look like I was an avid reader. Oh so my gosh. So if you gosh. look at my account, it's just like, stop, you know, Huckleberry <laughs> Finn and me rating Huckleberry Finn and like all of the Wait, high Wait, please. Books.
1: Can you read, at le- like, can you pick one and read it for us?
0: I'll post one on stories. I'll find one. Okay, fair enough. Because I want to laugh at you. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. And then I also went to a concert. Wait, can
1: I ask, what are you going to do with it now? Like, what are you going to use it for?
0: I have some friends that are very serious about reading and they're reading every week a new book. So I'm just going to be on there to get, you know, Rex.
1: It's, it's funny because you don't really think about like, I always think, oh, what's the new movie? And I like to read, but I don't think about reading in the same way of like, oh, there's like this amazing series out. You know, they're going to go watch. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's probably some incredible stuff we should be keeping up with. So do tell me if there's anything good you've heard.
0: I love to read. So I want to get back into it. I just haven't dedicated any time to it. What kind of books do you like to read? uh i am a what am i i would say romance i like romance nice yeah me too except for like harry potter that's the only thing that's like sort of sci-fi whatever that's not romance yeah everything else is very okay yeah or i also like a um psychological thriller
1: nice yeah that's
0: like gone girl girl on the train all of those books yeah
1: oh girl on the train was good i like that one yeah nice anything else
0: apart from that I went to a concert this weekend. Oh my gosh,
1: I can't keep up with you. Why are you always going to
0: concerts? Because <laughs> that's my favorite thing on this planet. Like, I don't have more fun than going to concerts. It's so funny. I love it. So, so yeah. So, I went and saw this reggaeton singer. His name was Raúl Alejandro. I'm sure you probably don't know who that is. <laughs> <I>
1: no. <know. laughs> well, he was dating. Uh, wait, I think if it's the guy who was dating the girl. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What's her name? Like, she's, um, Spanish. Rosalia. Rosalia. Yeah, Rosalia, yeah. She did Chicken Shop, and I think I
0: saw that she was dating that guy. Are they still together, though? They broke up this summer, but there's rumors that they got back together. So who knows? But according to officialness, no, they're not together. Okay. So yeah, so fun. I went with Gabby, and we just danced and just acted dumb, and it was really fun. (laughs) That's fun. Do you know all his music, or just? No, honestly, no. We just bought the tickets uh, last week because we were like, oh, we should go. Let's go. And so we just bought it on a whim. Yeah. So we're not like huge fans, but it was re- it was really fun. That's so much fun. And what about you?
1: Oh, I didn't really have too eventful. Uh, well, I guess my weekend was eventful. This week, I was mainly just recovering from being sick last week, you know. Um, and actually, we have had like this random out of the blue heat wave in London since I think it was started maybe like last weekend. Where everything's, we've been like high 80s, 90, Mm -hmm. every single day, humid, hot, amazing, sunny. Um, So honestly, I was just laying out on my rooftop, even when I was sick, just like out there getting a tan. Yeah. It was amazing. And just uh, working and stuff. So yeah, mainly that. And then on Saturday, I saw this movie called The Sound of Freedom. And honestly, you should see it. It's so, I know you don't like things that will make you sad. But this is such an important film to see. Okay. Like it's so to, to, to really know what's going on in the world. Basically for anybody who's never heard of Sound of Freedom it's this film. It was filmed five years ago. The kind of main actor is the guy from The Passion of the Christ. So he's this incredible actor. And I think Mel Gibson like co-pro- or produced it. Um, And it's about child trafficking. And it's a true story based on this guy who worked I think in like the CIA uh, in the States. And Wow. It just, I mean, there were moments I felt sick. There was moment like it was so emotional, but it just makes you think. It just exposes a lot of like the reality of what goes on in the world. The sex trafficking industry is like something like a hundred and something billion dollars a year. And a good percentage of it is children.
0: That's disgusting.
1: It's really disgusting. Um, I know. And honestly, I, I kind of left the film, just feeling like I wanted to do more, you know, like I know I'm volunteering with sex trafficking victims or children, like not the children of it, but children. It feels really good to do that. But there's kind of a when you actually go there and you're helping, I just feel like I'm playing with kids and you don't really feel you don't really it's not like when you see the women or the people that you're, you're like, it's like obvious where they came from. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just really I felt like, wow, I really want to do something. And I'm not sure what it is yet, but like on a hands-on way because it's just so, it's shocking, honestly. And I know that in the States, it is one of the biggest countries for sex trafficking and sex trafficking industry. Those who actually like go to sex traffickers or buy people or it's just disgusting.
0: But
1: it's seriously something I would just say, whoever is listening, like you should go see it.
0: So that was just, yeah, wow. I mean, okay, that speaks highly of the the way the movie was produced then if you feel like empowered, not empowered, but... Like you feel like taking action after seeing it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was incredible. And it wasn't just like a good message or I mean, mm-hmm. the actual film was incredible. Like it was so well done. Yeah. The crazy bit is that it's been out for five or it's been filmed for five years, ready for five years. And like, apparently, I I don't want to I don't want to like put like a, a marker on my head, but there was there's a lot of big companies, big politicians, Um, big film TV companies that have tried to buy this film and shelf it. Mm -hmm. They've had like different major theaters in in the States try not to show it. And so it's this whole kind of like conspiracy of a lot of these people who are actually buying, trafficking people are kind of involved in these industries. So it's really
0: just it's a crazy thing. It was so hard for them to basically get this film out. I mean, that's sort of like what happened when the documentary about Jeffrey Epstein came out as well. Remember all those people we're getting blamed for being involved with all of his disturbing, whatever he was into. You know what I mean? So simple. I'm sure there's some crossover.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, crossover totally. And
0: then they were all like, "Oh no, I wasn't involved." And yeah. And you know, trying to hide the fact that they were they even knew him. And you're like seeing all these politicians and people, and they're like, "Oh no, I just knew him. I didn't know he was into all these things." And it's like, mm, you were there every weekend, are you sure?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, so many people. So much of Hollywood. Let's be real. Like it's it's really sick oh but yeah it's it's an incredible film and i would recommend so definitely go see it okay on sunday um it was my friend's birthday so we did like a park hangout for the final day of summer so it cooled down a little bit i think it was like still high 80s no sorry (laughs) it didn't cool down it was hot as fuck okay (laughs) i mean every part of me was dripping like my butt cheeks were dripping Ew. every part just standing yeah, I was disgusting but it's the truth so hey <laughs> yeah that's not my vibe <laughs> no so yeah we went to Battersea Park which is so gorgeous and just like hung out with a bunch of our friends and then we went to this really cool um there's a there's like this cool new area called Power Station at, Bar- at Battersea and it's this old power station that they renovated and okay. it's like gorgeously done they have all the kind of the the historic kind of building And then inside is holding true to, again, the architecture. So it's like a lot of the iron and the brick. And it's really cool. And they have like high-end shopping, really great food. So we ended up going to this pizza place. We weren't expecting what it was. It was basically like an all-you-can-eat pizza. Or bottomless pizza, I can say. But the way that it worked, I think it was um, Gordon Ramsay. And it was actually so much fun. So you you paid like 18 pounds. In it. Just for the pizza, and then they had like I think eight or nine different types, and they would just come around with pizzas and like give you a slice. So every time you wanted a slice, you could try different things and then get more what you wanted. That's cool. Yeah, it was really really fun.
0: That sounds fun for a birthday, especially.
1: I know I loved it. It was like you you could try more what you wanted. I also thought like really good for waste actually.
0: So that too. Yeah, totally. So yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. Fun. Yeah. So should we just get right into it then? Yeah, I think I think this is our earliest achievement of getting into something because we talk too much. Yay, <laughs> yeah. seventh episode. We're getting more Woo-hoo! efficient. I love it. <laughs> Do you want to start off this week?
1: Um, Sure, I could start off this week. So leading off from I told you that I was at the park yesterday and I actually had um, something interesting come up. So we were one of these guys was talking about how his family had come to visit. I think his family was from Australia. And um, they had basically said, like, they would come visit for, like, I don't know, five, six years. You know, those just like family or friends were like, oh, yeah, I want to visit you. I want to visit you. And then, you know, they come. Yeah. And he was just saying, you know, he had a really good time, but he forgot that they were, like, older by that point. And so I think they were, like, in their 70s and early 80s. And he was like, yeah, you know, they kept saying for so long. And it just got me thinking about how... We, as people, really put off doing things that we say we're going to do. We'll we'll say we'll do it later and, you know, kind of just leave it for that. And then, you know, years go by and time goes by. And and like sometimes the things that we say we'll do later or another time in the future, we end up sort of like aging ourselves out. So he kind of used his example of his family where, you know, like they were no longer mobile. Enough to be in the city and like a walking city. So the way they had to experience it was different. Like they couldn't just like get off on a bus or you know like walk a ton of blocks. We kind of got into this conversation. I thought it was really interesting, you know, about just how like what is it. So I'm curious. I'm going to ask you, and then maybe I'll tell you my thoughts. But okay, what is something that you feel like you put off for you say you'll do in the future or another time, and potentially you know. I think you don't need to think about like whether you're going to time yourself out, but I'm just curious. What do you think for you that is?
0: Um, I think it's probably business. You know what I mean? My career in the sense and how I've waited all this time to do something and to take the leap. I spent years planning and like, oh, I could do this, this, this. And I, I stay in the planning phase for so many business or creative ideas that I have. And I never take the risk to get them off the ground until this. Is that what you were thinking as well?
1: It's so funny. Yeah, because well, because I said the same Like they asked me and I and I was like, well, it's funny because in normal life, I actually do most of what I want. Like mm-hmm. I go travel when I want to. I go eat when I want to. Like, yeah, I don't I, I kind of live my life like, you know, maybe where some people are like, OK, I need to save up until this time when I not like in five years when I've like saved enough or I've done this, then I, you know, I can do this thing. But I've never really lived that way. I've just been like life is for a living. So I feel like I live like kind of the opposite. But for me, it is my business stuff in the same way. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, it's literally like all the goals, all the dreams. I find when I, when something bad happens, when, you know, like, I don't know, like I'm not in a good place. I'm in a mood that month. I kind of just make excuses for, oh, like I can't do it this month, but like next month I'll do it. Yeah. And then time passes us. Yeah. And you just, you never know. Like, of course, anything's possible. But I think sometimes... You can time yourself out on opportunities.
0: There's this thing. I forget exactly how this person worded it, but I heard this theory or quote or whatever mm. that a lot of times if you have a creative idea and you don't bring it to life immediately, it will just kind of die out in the, you know, abyss or whatever yeah. in your in your mind because you had them, you felt passionately about it in the moment. And if you don't get it out immediately, you're like, oh, I don't feel it anymore. Yeah. And then it's harder to make it reality. And so it says that to not sit on ideas too long. Because you'll just kind of lose the passion for it.
1: No, that makes sense. But I also heard something kind of slightly contradictory to that. Well, Uh not for yourself, because I think that is true. But I heard something you might have even said that. So stop me if you did. But tell me. um, I heard something about like, you might have a great idea. And it's like amazing. But if you wait too long, you might start seeing it in the future, like five years from now, because that idea was meant to come into the world. Uh And if you weren't going to do it, like somehow someone was going to have the idea to bring that into the world at the time that we needed that thing that idea that concept
0: did you ever say that that wasn't me but I've heard something similar to this okay and it wasn't from you but I've heard that similar thing where it's like this idea yeah it's if you don't have it someone else is gonna have it yeah in a sense
1: like in some way like I don't know I don't know if it's like spiritually I don't know what kind of download but I think that makes sense because it's funny that I've had some ideas around like sustainability you obviously know yeah uh, with some like fashion and It was kind of before the sustainability thing took off and even some of the ideas individually that I have, I'm seeing things that are similar-ish that are like now here because maybe I was given that idea and concept to bring to life before and and create it, but I waited so long that now, of course, someone's going to have that idea because that had to be brought into the universe, into the world to be here for us in some way or another, which I think
0: is so interesting. But even if you just think about it, okay, so... There's this thing also that's ever that's kind of going around online through memes and stuff where everyone's like, oh, I've never had an original thought because someone else like online will say something funny about like, oh, I leave you know random things about your house. Like, there's that thing where people like they go and have a bite of peanut butter on a spoon, but they'll leave the spoon on the the corner of the sink because they're like, oh, just in case I want to go back for one more bite, I'm gonna leave the spoon. I'm not gonna wash it yet. You know, like the things like that. And people are like, oh, I've never, I do that too. That's yeah. so random. Yeah. How do other people do that? Anyway, so going back to that idea of not having an original thought I feel like we're all in the same world you know so to speak so Mm. we're all given the same potential to see so to see things from the same light so for example if you have a creative idea and you've it's come to you through inspiration of something that you've seen someone else might be in that same position to see it in that same way and then they're gonna see it slightly different but Mm. they're still gonna come to that same idea that you came to eventually you know yeah
1: and if they if they jump on it before you, then obviously yeah. that they'll bring that to life, and you won't. Yeah.
0: And if they had like the means and the resources to do it, then also you know they'll bring it yeah. up first. So interesting, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that little addition. Yes. What what topic did you want to talk about? Kind of going back to talking about work this week, I was thinking about society is made up, right? All these yeah. rules and things that we live by are all made up, and so I was thinking, why can we not just all agree? to establish a four-day work week. I was like, we can just all agree as a society, like this is going to work better for everyone. No one cares about work. I mean, okay, not no one cares, but if we all just agree, like let's make three days yeah. of the weekend and four days of week of work, why can we not just all decide on that? No one is telling us that we need to work. I mean, capitalism is telling us, but <laughs> no one besides capitalism is telling us that we need to work five days a week. I feel like since 2020, since COVID, no one, Cares as much about working You know what yeah. I mean People saw like that Oh we need to have more of a balance Why can we not just all agree on that?
1: It totally depends on what culture Because obviously you know I'm sure you've seen But like the four day work week Is massively present And being trialed In a lot of different places mm-hmm. At my work We've actually interviewed The founders of the four day work week Really? Yeah And? Well no it's really interesting Because they did the first trial In the UK Um, They like conducted mm-hmm. The trial with Cambridge And They say they've done the test on productivity, on like meetings, on all of that stuff. And people are more productive. People are happier. And so they're obviously trialing it in quite a few different countries. I think the States right now, I think a few different other countries and a lot of companies are taking it on board. I think it depends on like what industry, right? So think about like, I mean, look, we could do it, right? If you look at the history of how the weekday, the five-day week came about, it was, I think, in the Industrial Uh Revolution. I think it was, like, not the Rothschild.
0: Was it Ford? No, wait. um, Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, it was Uh in
1: 1922 in the Industrial Revolution. And I think it was, I want to say, the U.S. – all the american congress beat bitches but um <laughs> oh although i just opened up an article that said the u.s congress is debating shortening the official work week to
0: four days which is yes it's crazy. Just, I'm, i just looked it up it said henry ford standardized the five day okay, week
1: but i yeah I
0: I... but before it was six yeah but i think so i'm like okay if he could be a revolutionary and lower it from six to five why can we not have someone be like let's do from five to four yeah
1: i mean and honestly i think for most things it works like the only thing but honestly it's just about giving up like let's stop being greedy that everything has to be at our fingertips because i think think yeah. about like i don't know maybe grocery stores but at the same time no, but you have people who work four days That so technically yeah, exactly. yeah
0: yeah just say okay this person is gonna work monday to thursday this person works tuesday to friday this person works wednesday to saturday even if you want yeah. and it's just like staggering people obviously that's not like ideal but i feel like even with the the culture that we have where everyone's being flexible anyway it's like who cares maybe this person doesn't mind working this day to this day or whatever yeah. you know what i mean obviously it's easier when you're like on the same schedule as your friends yeah so you wouldn't want all your friends feeling like, oh i'm working this day to this day because then you wouldn't be able to hang out with them or you'd have but, one day to wait hang out yeah but even still i feel like even if we standardized it to like monday to thursday yeah people will just be happier we are here to, why, why are we making life harder for us i know right we just be chilling
1: i mean i think it's i think it's gonna become popular for sure i just think it's such a shift with companies and also like yeah i don't know even if you look at like working from home it's so interesting because i feel like in europe a lot of companies have embraced it i mean you your company hasn't really embraced mm-hmm. it you kind of you, we have you have but you don't
0: you you're in the office mainly still but that's right? because my job is office manager oh but i literally have to be there. work like but, part-time or at yeah, home? yeah yeah we oh, have okay. uh, yeah, yeah yeah we definitely do yeah we have um they work three days at the office two from home okay and then we have one whole week in every uh quarter that they can work completely from home okay like one like all in a row you know
1: but that's what i mean it's like i feel like europe has really been good with that but it's funny i i i I just have noticed and i know friends and people who work in offices or um even people in the uk who work for american-based companies who like they Mm -hmm. have really tried to go back like in full-on like full-on five Mm -hmm. days you need to be in here and i just think that's crazy and there's some weird thing with like I don't know what it is with leaders. This is just my thought, okay? Because we had, um, let's just say someone in our company who was very high up, had when the pandemic was happening, was just like, oh, it's amazing. Like we can hire talent from anywhere. Now, you know, we know we can work well from anywhere in the world and we can collaborate and all these amazing things. But his particular preference was to work Mm -hmm. in the office. And so thus he did a quote unquote quiz see what people wanted I think it was like 50 per 50 like 2 3 percent to 40 something obviously in favor of going back in the office partially and I was just like but what about like 40 something percent is really big for people to say they prefer to work from home or that you know like and obviously my company is really good I only work twice a week in the office Mm -hmm. it's between two to three days and and like they've been really flexible but I don't know it's just funny how like a lot of leaders give a lot of pressure to just being in the office, being in the office for no reason. Like, there's no proven... Yeah. I don't know, like, productivity necessarily for just being in and that's, you know, whatever. And it's just... What I find interesting about what you said about the 4-Day week is I feel like a lot of companies are, but it's such a challenge because, like, even with everyone, the entire world basically having to work from home and seeing it's possible, they still can't help yeah. but, like, revert back to old ways which is just i feel like that's the challenge of people in general we as human beings yeah really struggle to like break out of patterns and old habits and beliefs about things of course
0: i mean that's that's it's it's safer to follow what you know yeah yeah. you know what i mean venturing into the unknown is always going to be more of a you know a risk because it's obviously hard to give people something and then reel it back yeah. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean, be like, oh, it didn't work. So actually, psych.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind if my company did it, and they tested it at the very least, like just to show at least you're willing to see can it work. Because honestly, and I don't know if this is you, I'm sure there's so many people out there who feel this way. I have so many meetings I just feel are so unnecessary, go on too long. Honestly, half the meetings if we didn't have
0: would be a day, at least more than a day. Yes have you seen I think it's Amazon that has that it's like a one pager about how to run a meeting I don't know there's like some culture I'd have to look it up later but it's something about like how to run a meeting and how they have the most efficient meetings I mean that's probably why it's the company it is today but Jeff Bezos like does not like meetings and he has like a very very strict policy about meetings and how it like can't have more than this amount of people because if you think about it it's so costly for a company to have executives in these meetings because they don't have any time to think you know what I mean? How are you strategizing? Yeah. Oh yeah. How are totally. you implementing? Yeah. How are you doing anything if you're just sitting listening to something? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's probably what you need to start being more strict on.
1: Yeah. Um. One of the so when I did this interview
0: with the founders, we also
1: did in it like a case study kind of thing with a, a participant, like a, a company who decided to actually take it okay. on board full time. And so one of the things they did was like that was like the first thing to go was they audited yeah their week they audited like okay what meetings really just like do not need to be here and they cannot make meetings unnecessarily so that they can create the true four-day work week and it's not about even like making like you don't work longer hours any of the days you work less hours you have more weekends and people are so much happier you end up focusing more like you know what you got to do you come in there's no bullshitting like i'm all for that so
0: yeah me too me too someone has to be the pioneer
1: someone does there is one uh, i wish i could remember the name oh yeah it's called the four day work week they're the pioneers <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you guys um they're yeah. um, actually from new zealand and i feel like new zealand leads on a lot of like i don't know, like the gun policy reform when all this stuff happened yeah. i just feel like they do they do some shit right but when when you're a small island you can get it right man
0: yeah it's so it's much easier, easier. Oh. less people to control yeah it's true
1: well, I have a little topic um, that also came about yesterday in my little cheap picnic day. Um, and it's about this idea.
0: I like this picnic. I feel like a lot of ideas came. You guys were talking about a lot.
1: You know what? It's funny. It was like the last 40 minutes when almost everyone was gone. And I feel like that sometimes you get like deeper conversations. Yeah. It honestly got deep then and no other time. So I yeah. I love that.
0: It's fine. You know, I love a deep combo.
1: I know it's it's when you you're like the straggler and you hang till the end then you get the best you know yep. things so <laughs> um, it's true um but yeah so basically she this girl was talking about something she saw on TikTok and it was about this idea of like the closing shift and how At night, you should treat your evening like it's your closing shift at, let's say, you work in a bar, you're like closing up in an office or whatever you do. But the idea is like you go around your house, you clean up things that are out, put things away, you know, wipe down the kitchen, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then when you wake up, you feel like extremely good, positive energy. Your space is clean. And I just wanted to share that because I love the idea of the closing shift. I feel like I'm going to really try to take that on board in the next couple of weeks. That's my kind of like takeaway, like task to do list every night and kind of build that habit. But yeah, what do you think?
0: I think I saw that. I think I saw that on TikTok and I was like, that's amazing. My problem, like, okay, this is me making excuses, but... I would need a schedule to be home by a certain hour every day to be able to do that. That's all. I, like I said, this is an excuse, but I would love to implement that.
1: Wait, hang on, because yeah. that is an excuse. What if you just like, oh, I I cannot go to bed until that's done. Like you couldn't leave your work, right? You like literally couldn't leave your work.
0: I know it's, it comes down to discipline. A thousand percent.
1: It's funny because I feel like we're like in work mode as humans in general. We tend to be like if you're if you're a good worker, if you're a shitty worker, you probably do the same thing bad habits everywhere but if you're like yeah. really good like i know when i've worked for i've done like a lot of promo stuff and i've i've actually like worked with like drinks or whatever like i feel like i need to be like i need to do really well i need to like i would i would literally never leave something out messed up unclean like i love organization but when it comes to my own home i kind of completely overlook things and then i actually feel the chaos state we've talked about this early on in the episodes of like high vibe home yeah but i feel like there's something in this idea of just literally ch- changing that mindset of like, oh, this is my closing shift. I'm doing this so like me, i.e. the boss will feel good tomorrow or won't want to fire me. <laughs> and, and, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. So you have to have a higher standards for yourself. Yeah. That you deserve to also have like a, you Like you
1: deserve to wake up to like a beautiful space that's
0: clean. Oh, a thousand percent. I'll, I'm going to try it. I'm looking at the things that I could do tonight. Me too. So I'm like, okay, that will get picked up. That will get picked up.
1: I have a dirty uh, bowl that I guarantee you, had I not thought of this, would have just sat here for a day or two. <laughs> so I'm going to clean it. Yeah,
0: I have some earrings that I see right now that I could put away and put them in my little earrings place. So I see some things I could clean up.
1: Nice. So yeah, everyone, go do your closing shift. Commit to yourself that you deserve it.
0: I love it. Okay, so another thing that I was thinking about this week, which this is about to get like kind of more deep again. Yeah, no, no, you're leading us on a good path because I've got another deep topic. Let's do it. (laughs) I was thinking about how I think it's important to have friends that have different religious and even political views than yourself. I think most people, if they looked at their friend group, you probably all have similar at least political views. Usually, religious may be a little bit different. I don't know. I was just, I was reflecting on it the other day because I realized one of my good friends that I made here in the past like year, two years, he has completely different uh, political views to me, but it's a topic that doesn't really come up in our friendship that much. And it's not like a really superficial friendship either. But I was like, wow, this is probably like one of the first friends that I've had. Like that's close to me. Okay. Not it's okay. Growing up, we had some friends that had different political views my best friends probably had similar views to me. But I was thinking about this new friend that I had. And I'm like, oh, I made an adult friend that has completely different political views to myself. And I was like, actually, this is a good mental exercise. or Not even a mental exercise. It's a good exercise to see where I really stand on certain issues and topics. And I was like, okay, I wouldn't actually probably question myself and my views if I didn't have this person who I respected in my close friend group. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of times when you watch TV or you watch the media, news, any wherever you're getting information from, they make it very polarizing and you just associate like a feeling of hate towards these people. They just yeah, are like yeah. very polarizing figures, right? And I feel like it's because maybe since they're public figures, they kind of have to be the epitome yeah. of whatever it is that they stand for, right? And they take it to extremes that right. maybe they're not even that extreme if you met them in real life.
1: Like talking heads of what that party
0: is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You feel a certain way towards them. If I reflect even to like my family, which my family is very diverse, a lot of political views in my family. Once we sit down for Thanksgiving dinner, we kind of just put it aside, even though every once in a while, something will come up. If you get online, you're going to feel the divide. You know what I mean? You go on any kind of forum, comment section of anything, you're going to feel like these like really polarizing views. Yeah. I wish more people would, would actually just go out and make friends from both sides. And you'll see that they're actually really not that different yeah at the end of the day we like really want the same things family friends having fun career taking care of your loved ones you know what I mean we get there different ways but I was just like wow like this is the first time I've had like a real friend who I feel like has there's some topics that we obviously have like conflict on but he sees it he sees it in a different way from me okay one of the topics I'm just gonna get into the topic that it is it was on immigration okay yeah and so of course He's more conservative. So he's like, I don't want immigration in my country. Like, not that he doesn't want immigration. He's like, I want it to be like really highly regulated so that it doesn't increase crime, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I feel like he's not against immigration. He just feels that the way it's organized right now is letting certain types of people into the country that are just living off of the country's resources, which I feel like is like, a common talking point. Sure. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, I was just listening to what he was saying and I don't think it was as extreme. As of course, like I said, there's some figures that really do bring it to like a racist point of view, but he wasn't making it a racist thing. It was just more like, oh, I'm concerned about yeah, there's people in my country who are not getting things they need. And then we're putting this emphasis on immigration. And I feel like bad for the people who are paying into the system in my country already. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I understand where you're coming from and I totally agree. And it's hard to keep all of these like stakeholders happy at the same time. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So it was just like a reflection I had.
1: It's interesting. I actually have quite a few friends. Who have different opinions, especially in the states? And, You know, I always hate it because, like, even my own family—some of some people in my family—yeah, <laughs> it's just like even they are extremely polarizing in the way they talk about. Like somebody who's like different to them. Like I'm—I'm I'm not opposite to what my what a part of my family's political beliefs are. However, like the way they look at people yeah. who have other beliefs, it's and like, that's the part I don't oh, like. Are you that? Oh, get out of here! Like we don't want it. We don't want you here. I'm just like, what is it like? When did we stop being able to have different opinions and like actually respect each other and be able to like talk about stuff? Mm -hmm. Because I think what you say is true. Like even me, I would say I'm more in the middle of things. Like I would skew one way, but I think I'm in the middle. And case by case, like I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm this, because it's more about just the situation. Like like immigration, you know, it's like it's an interesting point because. I'm partially of the mind of, like, who are we to really say, like, this is our Earth and, like, this part of Earth is me and you can't come on this side. And the amount of resources that different countries have, the amount of Mm -hmm. land, ability to help people who genuinely need it, like, genuinely need it, you know what I mean? Like, immigrants, refugees, I just think, why wouldn't you try to help them? But... In the same token, I can understand there is fear about whatever it is—crime, taking resources. Like I think our system is broken in general. Like, can we can we basically throw in the four-day work week with the immigration? With can we just like create a whole new world and basically like all agree to that?
0: Yes, I mean honestly,
1: free range—you can go anywhere, do anything—and uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was just
0: thinking about. It. I'm like, why are why is the media? I mean i could get into you know conspiracy theories but i'm like why is the media just trying to separate us constantly i'm like if on a day-to-day basis i know my workplace i know people I, i i interact with have like are very conservative very you know or or the opposite you know very liberal and i'm like we're all getting together we're all making this company work so why can't we just have that in society and like stop making it so focused on like the differences you know what i mean like obviously society is complicated but
1: Yeah. I just think some I think some stuff can be complicated, though, because if you look at, you know, for instance, like the like the Roe versus Wade, Mm -hmm. if you're on one spectrum, you have a right to feel the way you feel. Yes. But I think where it then becomes complicated is when those when other people who feel differently by law now have created like a voted on something have made it where it's now difficult for people of a different belief to access things yeah. that they believe they have a right to have you know and yeah. so I think that can bring in like emotional challenges yeah. that are beyond just like oh yeah you kind of feel this way you, I feel that way I don't know I feel like people really take on board the emotional side of things like I think oh, when we bring emotions into it that's where it becomes the challenge because it's not just about the topic or like oh you like blue and I like red it's like sometimes an impact on people's way they can actually live and operate in society and then it becomes a deeper thing that if you care about if you have you know friends I don't know think about like if being gay was criminalized again in different countries that it once Mm wasn't and then you have friends that you care about that you love who are gay and then you have someone on an opposite spectrum that you know that has like a oh well nope I think you should be criminalizing that that's really difficult of course you know what I mean like everyone has a right to their own opinion but that's that's actually like what do you do about that you know
0: I don't know this is why I don't think I could be in politics it's so hard oh I hate politics anyways so
1: <laughs> I feel like it's all corrupt <laughs> and the system sucks anyways so it's difficult for me to like really care or pay attention yeah but it's like where
0: do you even start
1: I don't know it's so funny though when I was growing up I like really thought I wanted to be an ambassador and I'm glad I didn't because wow I could not rep anybody too Sounds stressful I know Well, it sounds cool, but, like, I don't actually even know what they do.
0: I don't know either.
1: Yeah. Well, that dream died and... uh,
0: Out there chilling in other countries.
1: I hate any kind of... I hate corporate politics, so why did I think I could be in politic politics?
0: That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Same, same.
1: Well, uh, uh, talking about conspiracy theories, which this is not a conspiracy theory in my mind, but... um, Oh,
0: gosh. (laughs) Let's get into it.
1: So this is a poor segue for any... Like This is actually could be insensitive, so I apologize. But I know people talk about it as a conspiracy, and I personally don't believe it's a conspiracy, although you never know in life. But basically, for those of you listening, we are recording on September 11th. And I just kind of wanted to take a little bit of time to mention it and to share a little story about uh, my experience, 9-11, and just like where I was at. I, I this morning, um, woke up early and was kind of journaling. And I don't know, for me, this day is really, I don't know, important and important to like just think about. It was just such a wild time in our lives and history. And I I had a quite a unique experience with it comparatively to like a lot of my friends and family who would have been I don't know I think I was in fourth grade at the time who would have been likely in school in class when they kind of heard about it so I kind of wanted to share just a quick little story about what where I was on this day and I think it's I always think about it and, and there's just certain things that stick in my mind um and then I'm curious after to ask you like what where you were at for those of you most people don't know but i was in italy actually the morning i was in rome with my mom and my aunt and grandma at the time we were in a taxi cab in Rome, and we heard something on the news but it was an italian about new york and then all of a sudden the taxi guy kind of turned around and was like wait are you american are you american and we were like yeah yeah and they're like the twin towers like something hit the a plane hit the twin towers and I had not known what like the Twin Towers were in New York. So mm-hmm. I was just like, what is that? And they were like, it's a terrorist attack. And so everyone got really scared. Um, they said, oh, there's two two planes have hit, two planes have hit. And so um, the taxi guy ended up driving us to the embassy. And we went to try to figure out like what was going on. And I think there's like a few things just like really stick in my mind about this day. And I'll talk a little bit about something another topic that kind of relates to this after but i remember a woman crying in the in the embassy just because she it just like we saw the news they had the news on in the embassy and it was just so devastating like just kind of watching it unfold um everyone everyone was really scared like we were meant to i think fly back like two days later Um, And so we were really scared. Like there was like rumors going around in the embassy, like oh, we think there might be an attack in LA. And so we were really freaking out about our families, Mm -hmm. all of our friends. And then we went back to our hotel, and I remember our hotel did this really sweet thing. They let all the they wrote us a really kind letter uh, to all the Americans that were staying in the hotel, and they basically said like you guys can stay for free. Wow. And I remember this guy like coming pacing through. The hallways this one evening, I think was the night of, and he had been on his way at mid-flight in New York when it happened, and he had to turn back around, and he came back to the hotel. And I just remember, like, it's so funny, like, the details you remember on these moments. Like, he was bald, kind of chunky, had a pink shirt on, <laughs> and I just, like, remember him. I don't know. We ended up getting stuck there because of everything and spent two extra weeks with our family that lived in Sicily. And it was just really... Such a unique experience to sort of see what a what international people's experience with it was because they mourned and they were upset and like really rallied around us like it was their own country. Like I've never witnessed, you know, that kind of thing where everyone around the world just collectively is like watching it constantly on the news, doing things for Americans, like really helping people. It just really sticks with me that experience just being away again like I said I know a lot of people were in school so I'm curious to know like what your experience was that morning Morning, where were you like what how
0: did you discover what was going on I just woke up and I wasn't at school because it was California time so I think it happened oh, what, 9 a.m okay, yeah. or 8 a.m in New York right so I think it was like 6 a.m for us So I was obviously not at school yet so I woke up and I just know my mom was like watching the television and she said, go to our neighbor's house and tell them to put on the TV. And I was like, what? And she's like, just go tell them to turn on the news. And I was like, OK. And I was living in, in an apartment at that time. It was like the first year I moved yeah. to L.A. So my parents hadn't we hadn't moved into our house yet. Um, so I ran over to our neighbor's house and just told her I was obviously in fifth grade. So I was 10, I think. So I ran over there and told her to turn on the TV and then came back. And I was like, Mom, what is happening? She's like two planes just hit the the World Trade Towers, and I just remember at school they had the TV on all day. Yeah, and then I think it, they said, yeah. Then they said whoever's parents wants to pick them up. Obviously, people's parents were coming in and picking up kids throughout the day. I think I stayed the entire day. My mom didn't pick me up until the end of the, until the end of school.
1: Wow, but I honestly don't
0: have like that vivid of a memory, except for the point where my mom. Oh, I woke up and my mom told me to like to go over to the neighbor's house. But apart from that, I don't like. I don't have a... Vivid, obviously, I have vivid memories of seeing the images, which is just, you know, really devastating, as you said. But I don't have vivid memories of that day. Okay. You know what I mean, I think I have actually more vivid memories of the 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 one year anniversary. It was like just... I think maybe I was older. I don't I don't know why. But just re-watching those images and just seeing how yeah. much the world had changed in one year was more... Yeah. Had more of an impact on me. And I just... I think I understood the situation a little bit better.
1: Did we, I guess, at, by that point, maybe we had gone to war, hadn't we? Like, something around that, like... I don't remember. It's interesting, then maybe it's, it's like... Because I I can't really remember my siblings talking about it significantly either. And I wonder if just the fact that, like, like I got stuck, you know? And, and the reaction yeah. wasn't, like, insular. It wasn't with my family or it wasn't, like, with school. It was literally, like, we found out with people and then really witnessing like the panic the fear either it was like americans who were there or just the people of italy like he it had such a literally such a profound impact on me wow that it's it's just interesting i wonder when you experience something away you know and you're out of your norm if sometimes that can imprint on you more than like um something some incident happening when you're young in childhood that like you can kind of forget about you know what it is but like maybe yeah. it doesn't have you have it, like, solidified. Like, think about, like, when you go on a holiday and some, like, wild thing happens to you. Like, you might remember that thing forever. Yeah. You know, because you were in a new place and it's something special versus, like, what did you do when you were seven on July 12th? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe there's something to do with being out of your comfort or out of your norm can kind of, like, uh, solidify in our, I don't know, long-term memory, but also, like, impact us in different ways. Yeah, Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I guess you don't have much to say on that. So,
0: no, I don't. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I know for people listening, Allie was kind of like, Oh, if you uh, want to say this topic. And I was like, I was feeling really passionate.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just don't really feel comfortable talking about 9 11. I don't know why. Like, it's fine. I'll tell you, but I just don't. I, like, I feel like some kind of way that I just don't feel like this is my topic to talk about. Okay. Like, obviously, it's part of our culture. It changed the way the world worked but I just feel like there's nothing that I can say that's like gonna make it better for how devastating this situation was and I just feel like it's not my place I don't know why I don't know why and
1: that's okay and honestly maybe just the fact that I did is because it impacted my like I literally got stuck there you know we didn't yeah, know when we were I think gonna come back
0: it just this day makes me very reflective because I just I think that was the first time that I felt really afraid and I just think those images just haunt me to this day, where I'm like, "How could someone be so cruel?" Yeah, to literally do that. And I just, I just get the chills whenever I think of this day. And I'm just like, "How, how something can be gone in this quick?" You know what I mean? And that's, like, yeah, I think that was one of my first, because obviously I was super young. It was my first, yeah, time in my life that I saw something so horrible happen, and you, you watched it on live TV. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just really disgusted me, and I just. Yeah, I don't like it.
1: It makes sense. It makes sense if you, like, avoid, like, watching bad things, then I can Yeah, I'm just like, this... it's just,
0: you feel so, like, impotent. I get that. Obviously, my heart goes out to everyone who was actually directly affected by this event Yeah, and whose family members were so, you know, selfishly taken away from them, so.
1: My sentiments as well. Yeah, it's very, very sad. Okay, well, so, so my kind of other thought on this, and it made me think about, Um, again, like I said, I was journaling this morning and just kind of thinking about my experience on 9-11 and the, the days and weeks after. And like, I don't want to make light of this situation, but I was just thinking about through something so horrible, my personal experience, obviously I got stuck and I had been in, I had been in, I think Italy for three weeks. I had gone for a family wedding. And so, as I said, it was like days before we were supposed to come back. My mom was really scared. Everyone was really scared. And we said, we couldn't get flights out. And so we just decided, you know what, like, we're here. We've, we're all the way here. Like, why not just let's go down to Sicily where my my grandpa's family and my mom's family is all from. And let's just stay with them and like, you know, wait till things kind of calm down. And I just remember having like, obviously, it was like there's so many imagery pieces that stick in my mind around 9-11. But in the same turn, I have a lot of good memories of being with my family I think about all the great experiences I had I got to have with this thing that happened. And so I was thinking about, you know, this idea of kind of like rolling with the punches. So obviously not for, not for these people who've lost their families, you know, that's like horrific. But I was just thinking about in general like when things go wrong, even if it's like not big things. Like I just was thinking I I have this and I don't know if this is just me. So you, tell me if like you experience this. But I have this weird I don't want to say it's excitement for like when something happens. Now I'm not saying something like horrifically bad, but like so, like a little a little mishap or a little this or a little that happens. What kind of comes after? I the camaraderie and how people come together. There's something I like really like about it. So I have a couple examples. So for instance, like when I grew up, we used to actually have a lot of power outages, especially in the summer heat, like just randomly your block would go out for a period of time. And I just remember the excitement of like, okay, wait, the lights all went out. Like even if we were sleeping, we'd come out all of a sudden, everyone's got flashlights on. Everyone's like, are you okay? Are you okay? We all come and like sit on the couch or we go outside to see like, are the lights off in the neighbors and everyone's out. And you're kind of like talking and this idea of just like coming together in this moment, there's something I weirdly really like, even like earthquakes. I I don't like anything super scary. So like if anything, like I don't want bad things to happen. But when it's like a light something, there's something I like about experiencing this thing, entity of like a mishap, scary moment with people and what we do after, like whether that's coming together, whether that's like getting creative with, you know, like what you have to do with your time while that thing is happening. So Mm -hmm. like a road trip that's gone wrong and you have to, you know, like I said, roll with the punches and like figure out what you're going to do. Or um, I was thinking
0: about. It sounds like you're talking about like adrenaline rushes.
1: It's not really adrenaline, though, because I don't feel adrenaline. Okay. It's this excitement that I feel specifically with coming together with people like it's like, oh, we're stripped of the things we normally have. And now we have to like come together and like rally around each other to like manage in this moment.
0: So it's not like an anxious feeling of like, oh, what's next?
1: No, it's not. It's not so much scary. No, it's kind of like. No, it, I'm not it, saying
0: scary. But like, you know how adrenaline you just feel like, oh, like, oh, my God, what's next? What are we doing now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, imagine the feeling when you get off of a roller coaster.
1: It's a little bit of that. Yeah.
0: That's an adrenaline rush. You go skydiving and then you, you make it and you're like, oh, yay now now what?
1: Yeah, it's it's a little bit of that. But it's like a, in combination with like we're together, like we were sleeping 10 minutes ago, but now we're awake now in the middle of the night and we're all just sitting here waiting for the TV to turn back on or the lights to turn back on. And so like we're up later than we should be or oh, everyone's on their, um, you know, lawns and we're like talking to each other because they don't have light. Like there's no kind of real necessary danger. It actually makes me think of this trip I took in 2015 when I was flying from the Middle East to Greece, and I had to stop over in Turkey just to switch planes. And we ended up getting stuck too long on the tarmac that by the time we got to Turkey, we missed our flight. And it was this crazy incident where we all got off the plane and they were like, oh, you guys missed your flights. And the next one's not out for two days. And we were like, what? And so they were like, Mm -hmm. you have to get you have to get like a visa and something went wrong. And this guy at the, from the airport tried to like lock us in this area and everyone was freaking out. Like, what are you doing? And this one guy, like on his behalf was like, Oh, like stood in front of the door and was like, you're not locking us in. Like you're letting us out. And somehow like he, he managed to like get us out and we, and they had to basically arrange for us to stay in a hotel for two days. And so they took us. In Istanbul to this kind of this remote area an hour away from Istanbul in the mountains to the spa. And I just remember everyone coming together and we were like chatting with each other at, you know, breakfast. Or we were like sharing stories in the lobby. Like just like these, you know, oh, we're we're missing this. Or oh, like learning about people's Mm -hmm. lives. Like something about that. This thing went wrong to all of us. We experienced like the crazy scary chaos of like almost getting locked in a Turkish airport. Um And like them just being like, nope, okay, yeah. you guys don't want to do like, listen to us. We're going to lock you in here. It was really scary, actually. But like something about like us being together in that moment. And I just I feel like I have so many moments where I really like it. Is that weird? I don't know. You no,
0: know, I mean, I feel like it's normal. It's kind of like that saying where it's like people who go through shit together, like come out stronger. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you like? make f- friends with your colleagues at work when you go through a horrible situation, but then you can all, like, talk about that horrible situation and then you, like, come out friends. You know, it's, like, sort of like that, so...
1: Yeah, it's exactly like that.
0: I feel like it's common, you know what I mean? I mean, you started this very differently than you just ended that because you started with saying, like, oh, like, coming out with the flashlights from like, an earthquake or power outage and then to, like, the Gaza Strip and, like, crazy things in Israel, but...
1: Well, because, because I think it's the... I, I literally have okay. the same yeah. feeling, though, inside me. I feel like that like, oh, wow, this like
0: brought us together.
1: Yeah. There's something about it, like whether it's my family who I spend time with or it's like strangers. And it was always specifically like power outages or earthquakes when they were light. Yeah. Obviously, Not when it's like it kills people. That's awful. But there's that that thing of that mo- that moment right when e- it happens mm-hmm. and then everyone kind of looks at each other is like talking to each other. And we're like, OK, what do we do? We come we have to come together. And I don't know. I like it. Yeah,
0: It's like a part of humanity, though. You know what I mean? it's it's a weird like i don't know if it's like a f- no i feel like we all have that
1: yeah okay uh, at least it's if you think it's like a good positive thing
0: if you bring it to the extreme and you see these horrible situations and then all the people how they come together after because they're all feeling that like we have to depend on each other like we're in this together like let's make it yeah better out of like a better situation out of whatever has happened you know what i mean like i feel like it can happen from like minimal like minimal things as well you know have you had any no but like i just think of like okay like the other day like the public transportation was going horribly in the city and we all were just waiting for a bus and then it like passed and it didn't let any of us on and so then we're all just sort of talking about how crap the system was blah blah, blah. you know what I mean like it was just like seven of us waiting for this bus and then yeah. all of a sudden like one person's like oh my gosh this has happened to me like three times this week and someone else was like yeah and we're just all like what up you know what I mean you just, you just are all like in this weird situation but then you're all like laughing about it later and two seconds later like yeah that happened to me and then, and then you end up laughing and you're like oh, what, what can we do like shared experiences yeah it's like a ex- shared experience so I feel like that's like a positive outlook on a horrible situation you know what I mean
1: when scary like has anything scary happened to you that you've had that similar feeling or is it just scary for you
0: um I mean obviously once you make it out alive it's not it doesn't end up being scary you know what I mean so like you feel scared <laughs> and then sorry. all of a sudden you're not gonna be scared for the rest of your life yeah. but like yeah I've had like I remember once I was at summer camp and there was a tornado warning and then like obviously I'm not with my oh. parents I'm at summer camp so they're girls that I don't know and then our camp counselors and they're like, OK, we got to go under like underground. Let's go to the like the underground shelter. And so we have to leave our cabin in the middle of like the rainstorm. You know what I mean? And like go to this underground shelter. And then obviously, like when you're under there you're like, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, a tornado's coming. It's going to rip this building off of like the top of us. And then obviously it didn't happen. And then we're fine. And then we're like, OK, well, we're going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's a sense of adrenaline after. Yeah, because I'm like, we made it. Wow, I was like here. My my fear was here. it was like fight or flight, you know. So yeah. you're, like Oh my god, I was I was about to die in a tornado, and then it, you know, we were okay, we got out, and then you feel like on top of the world. You telling that story, I was like getting excited.
1: <laughs> you were like, you were like, we had to go in the rain, and I was like,
0: <gasps> maybe you need to talk to someone about this, girl.
1: I know. <laughs> no, I was
0: just thinking like, maybe you are just an adrenaline junkie. It's so funny, but I don't truly like being scared. That's the thing, though. But the adrenaline junkie likes the after feel, mm. which is the adrenaline after the scare. <laughs> no one likes the, the feeling of actual fear.
1: Yeah. Or like like something truly scary, like a murderers in your face with like a knife. I, like that would be terrifying.
0: Yeah, because you don't have adrenaline, the adrenaline unless there's like a sense of fear, you know, of suspense oh. for some reason.
1: Yeah. Well, shit.
0: Like so, I feel like this is you're an adrenaline. We came to a conclusion. I came to a conclusion that you're an adrenaline junkie now.
1: So I can cancel cancel the therapist.
0: I'm. I'm yep, good. I'm good. You're done. You you got it solved. <laughs> I put a I put a name on it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, uh, therapist Ali. No, no worries. So should we wrap this up? Do you want to get into what you're yes. excited about for next week?
1: Um. Yes. Well, me. this week. I am excited. i I don't have much excitement planned besides a fun sleepover with my two homies who I love very much. Cute. and I'm gonna get to see her baby. and that's kind of it. Just I, I've got a busy week ahead for I'm going I'm going to uh, the states in a couple weeks for work, so just preparing. but yeah.
0: But you have a busy work week or what?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A busy work week. Yeah. Just preparing for like a million interviews. But um, okay, I, as always, I did say new. I said it was the, the September 11th. So if you're good at looking at calendars, you'll know this is Monday. Um, but I I like really am trying to like re-look at everything that I want to be achieving because I feel like last week I kind of slacked on just progression of certain things. So yeah. I am, I bought Ali in February this really cool like content planner and I have one myself. Yeah, super cute. And so I'm kind of like repurposing it and using both like my content, our content and then also like things that I want to do like the artist way. So I'm trying to kind of schedule out my week and really just try to build more habits. So on top of seeing my friends, I'm just excited to continue really trying to like give myself attention try to get things done and um yeah that's my
0: excitement what about you i'm excited because i'm going to france next weekend <gasps> you are i didn't know this yes i told no, you I this no i did not know who are you going with really oh i thought i told you yeah i'm gonna go see my friend who lives in the alps oh because i haven't seen her ever in her home she's been asking me to come visit her for years so
1: good nice what what part of france does she live in
0: I already told you the Alps
1: amazing so it will it be like warm or is it like snowy there what's it like
0: I have no idea no 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 it's not snowy it's September it's like it's like summer
1: some mountains are always capped, so donate
0: no not not the French Alps not right now
1: amazing well um you wanted to do something kind of new this week and I think it's a cute idea do you have a I think you wanted to talk about like a mantra this week or something you saw Do you want to share it with me
0: Yeah, I wanted to do like a new segment of like, because I feel like every week I have kind of like a new mantra that I'm following in my life. So I'm like, why don't we share it with the pod?
1: A mantra or a mantra? I don't know. How do you pronounce it? I think it's a mantra, but if you want it to be a mantra. I don't hey, know. Okay. Mantra. It feels you like that. feels him.
0: bougie. Mantra. <laughs> I have a mantra. So. <laughs> it's very British. Maybe it's British and you're just used to the British pronunciation. I feel like it's both. Anyways. What's your mantra? What's my mantra? Yes. Maybe Midwesters
1: sort of say it.
0: My yeah. mantra. Where's my your mantra? mantra. Anyways, my mantra for this week.
1: <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I just thought, like, the way you said that, I just thought you were going to go, like, Shakira and be like, yale, yale, yale.
0: love it so yeah tell me about this mantra the one that I'm going into this coming week with is however you get it done is fine oh okay and I feel like that goes along with something that I had said on a previous episode which was to take messy action yeah so yeah so I think like it's a good one to go into this week with just keep it just keep it going
1: I like it guys well you guys however you get it get it done (laughs)
0: Did I say right? Yeah, girl. No, but it's fine.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap up this fabulous episode. Thank you so, so, so much for joining, for listening to us. You guys are are, uh,
0: real rock stars if you've gotten this far. Please subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.